Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everybody to another episode of Bus Talks. Woo! I'm Christine Drummond, your host, and my co-host is Joel Lord, and we're so excited about today's topic because it's all about concentration. Now, before you turn off the podcast because you like concentration, what do I need to learn about that? You will be blown away by the content that we um, we give you today. And I was really surprised, we were just talking off air, by how much, uh, how many notes we took on this chapter of concentration. And we are going to verbally uh, regurgitate that to our listeners today. So thank you for tuning in and congratulations on being here. And you know what our fee is. If you're a regular listening to our podcast or if you're brand new, the only fee to listening to this is to share this information, share this podcast. We want to go all the way to the top 10 and we need your help to do that. So if you're loving this content that we literally just learn and we invest in ourselves and then we want to make it accessible to everybody um, the information that we have poured thousands and thousands of dollars in, we now want to give that to the greater population. And as I said, make it accessible no matter where you are on your journey. So, Joel, today's topic, concentration. I really love this one. I've got so many notes on this. Um, but I wanted to start with something that the author mentions, and it's that there's two important laws that enter into the act of concentrating the mind of a given desire. And one is the law of auto-suggestion and the other is the law of habit. So you've heard us talk about auto-suggestion quite a lot and that's really uh, reaffirming what it is that you, you know, your vision and what it is that you want to achieve. Um, and then that second one, the law of habit, you know, there is a great book out there. Is it Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Is that what the book's called? Joel's saying yes, so I must be on right there. I hardly ever remember titles, so pat on the back to me. Um, that is such an incredible book as well and such an amazing resource because it is the daily habits that set you up for success. It's those daily rituals. If you can habitualize some of these things that the successful people that have gone before you have done, um, like I don't know any um, multi six or seven figure earners that are not early risers. You know, and that's one of the habits that I see time and time again is getting up early, you know, um, what do they say? The early bird gets the worm. So really having instilling these amazing um, daily rituals, and that's just one of them rising early. So you get a couple of hours done in the peace and quiet of the morning before the rest of the household wakes up um, and really getting on top of those um those visualizations. And maybe it's exercise for you. Maybe it's um you know, meditation, I don't know, whatever your morning rituals are going to be to set you up so that you can win the day. That's what it's all about. But Joel, I want to bring you in here because um, this is such a big chapter. It's such a big topic. And our listeners are probably thinking, you know, concentration, like what can I learn from that? But there's a lot to it, isn't there? There really, really is. And I, I just see with the influences out there, the ones that have, you know, the influence that have actually done, done the stuff and had the success, the ones that are the real deal. Like I was on a call with Ed Milet and Andy Priscilla this morning, and this is what they were talking about. They were talking about, you know, the ability to focus on the, the big picture, like the big, the big definite chief aim to be really going after it and, and really just like, learn to create habits around how to get that and to block out, you know, not get into the habit of listening to the negative Nancy's like not get into the habit of pretending that you're something that you're not and all those kind of things. And, you know, you, you have a look at Ed, he, you can read his book. He has his daily rituals in his, how he, how he lives his life and how he's done it. And, you know, he, you listen to, Andy, his life is like 100x since he's been doing the 75 hard in all areas of his life. And he uses the power list. And that is really just getting into the habit of doing the habitual things day in, day out that 
are going to get you towards your, your, your definite chief aim. And that takes discipline, that takes concentration, that takes like so much effort. And I think if I can really just hammer one thing home and I've lived it myself is my success has come from, and I, I, I speak to Ed and Andy like via being on their, their, their group call and what I've seen even from like, you know, your health and fitness, your business, uh, Christine, it's the mundane. It's being able to show up every day and do the boring shit and understand that it's not all flashy and it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It's not always fun. Like I was listening to Andy on his podcast yesterday. He's like, no one, none of these big winners, none of these. And he was on with a guy called Tim Grover who coached Kobe Bryant, who coached like Michael Jordan. And they're all agreeing that no one loves doing the shitty day in day at work. No one loves it. But they're so focused on, you know, getting the job done, so focused on that championship ring that they're going for that, and they just set themselves up. They know what they're going for every day. Like they don't just look for the, they're not just working to win on that day. They're working to win the 365 days leading up and it's a daily win and it comes from habits and concentration so I'm curious to the listeners, knowing that is what it takes to win, what is your championship day? What is it that you want to have? What you, it could be a better relationship with your kids. It could be a better relationship with your, your partner. You know, you've got to be able to form those mental pathways to replace the old habits that you don't want that aren't getting you towards your, your goal. And Oh, Christine, most most people, not the listeners to our podcast, but most people out there are asleep. They don't even know what they want. You've said it yourself, like through your own study, 99% of people don't even know what they want. So if you don't know what you want, that literally means you're on autopilot. You know, so you've got to find out that definite chief aim of where you want to go. And if you can't do it yourself, like Christine and I have worked out how to do it over many years, get help with someone who can map out how the hell to get your definite chief aim, get the help, get a coach, get, listen to the right podcast, read the right book. There's so much out there. And if it's complicated, you're probably dealing with the wrong coach. It's actually not that hard, but you just need to work out what you want and create, yeah, the habits. And honestly, doubling back, that's going to take some concentration. So Christine. Yeah, I love that, mate. And it does, it all does come down to, um, to habits and there's good habits and there's bad habits. There's habits that aren't serving you. And then there's really good habits that you've instilled over time. And in the book, he gives an example of a, a story. Like if you were to cr cross a, a field with, um, you know, with long grass to get to the forest, you would take, you would look for the path that's, that's been um, walked before. You would look for the clearest path. And that's, that's what you do when you form habits. So habit is the basis of all memory training and it grows out of environment. So out of doing the same thing in the same way over and over again, out of repetition. So um, how do you do that? Well, the first thing that you need to do is at the beginning of forming any new habit, you have to put force and enthusiasm into your expression. So you have to feel what you think. Now, if you've listened to our previous podcast, we actually talked about that, you know, how you show up with that, um, you know, with that energy, that enthusiasm and pouring that into, into what you do. So feeling what you think, what do we mean by that? Well, that's attaching your emotions to the outcome. How is it going to feel when you get there? Okay. And this, that's the formula actually to anything you want in life is, you know, you have the thought, you create the ideas around the thought, you attach the emotions to it, all your senses, and then you take the inspired action and that creates the results. And that's exactly how you build those habits as well. So the second thing you want to do is keep your attention firmly concentrated on the new path that you're building. Now, to break this down, think of your health right now. And health is just an easy one to go to because most people, there's something that they want to improve about their health. So what is it? What If I asked you this question, what is the number one priority to your health right now? What's the number one thing that you would love to change about your health right now? Is it 
that you want to get, you know, try and get more sleep, better quality sleep? Is it that you want to lose weight? Is it that you want to actually have more balance when it comes to your health? So you're not eating crap 80% of the time and being good 20%. You want to like reverse that. Like, what is it for you? Is it energy? Is it skin? Like it's different for everybody, right? So if you concentrate on creating new habits around that one thing, not trying to do everything, but concentrate on that one thing. Maybe it's that you just want to exercise more regularly. Like for me, I love to exercise first thing in the morning. So this morning I gave five minutes of my time. Yep, that's all I did. Five minutes to do resistance training because I know tonight I'm going to go and play a you know, 45 minute game of netball. So I don't need to do a massive workout in the morning because I've got sport in the afternoon. So for me, it's that morning ritual though. I love to work out in the morning because that's when I'm most creative. That's when I get my most inspired thoughts. It's habit, it's ingrained. It's the same with um, my daily shower. I start with it warm and then it gets flicked to icy cold and it wakes up my nervous system. It um, acts like a, a massive big energy hit for me. I don't, um, like I'm not reaching for a coffee when I first get up. That cold shower is enough and it's habit, it's ingrained. I, I don't feel the same if I don't have that cold um, shower anymore. So this is about, you know, instilling those habits. It hasn't happened overnight. It's doing the same thing every single day. Now, do I love having that cold shower in the beginning? No way. I hated it. <laughs> but now I've learned to love it and I love the benefits from it. Um, so then the third thing is you have to travel over your newly made um, path as often as possible. So again, getting back to the fitness thing, you can't just go, okay, I want to exercise um, every single morning. And then you get to day three and you're like, oh, I'm just going to have this day off though. And I'll get back into it tomorrow. If you, if your aim is to do something, some kind of movement every single day, you have to travel that path over and over and over again. The fourth thing is you have to resist the temptation to travel over the older, easier paths that you have been using in the past. Now, as part of the 75 hard program, you've heard us talk about that before. It's easy to go back to old habits when you're trying to complete the 75 hard. The old habits want to creep back in. The sleep-ins want to come back. Just working out once a day wants to come back in. Not drinking enough water, you know, all those things. Um, but it really holds you accountable to your word. And that's what I love about the 75 hard. It really separates um, the winners, I guess, from the losers. And when I say loser, I don't mean, you know, you're like, I mean that you're, you're giving up on yourself. You know, you're, you're making a promise to yourself and you're breaking that promise. And we see it every single day over and over again with so many people out there. And I've definitely been there and I still do it sometimes where I break um, the promise to myself and then I don't get the results. So I'm not going to get frustrated by the results I didn't get from the work I didn't do, but it all starts with this. And then the fifth thing is be sure that you have mapped out the right path that is in alignment with your definite chief aim and then go ahead without fear and without allowing yourself to doubt. Fear and doubt takes more people out of the game than any other thing. It's that, um, you know, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of what, fear of judgment, fear of what other people are going to say. Um, you know, some of us are so fearful of that light that's in us, that greatness, that it scares the shit out of us. Like, what if this gets bigger than Ben-Hur? What if I do get really successful? And that fear can paralyze us just as much as the fear of failure. So Joel, I covered a lot there, um, five steps on really how to, you know, solidify those habits. Um, but what, what did you want to come in here and add on the back end of those steps? Well, first of all, we've, I've mentioned it, you've mentioned it, uh, the cold showers thing, the repetitive stuff, the boring, the monotonous, no one loves that. No one loves training so hard that they're going to black out doing squats in the gym. No one like wants to walk, walk so hard or run so fast or whatever that they're going to they're spew. <laughs> but you know what they do love? And this is the key. This is like looking, this is the definite chief aim part again. Love the result you're going to get from it. Like Christine said just then, she doesn't like the cold shower, but she damn sure likes the result it gives her after the, the fact. So like, I think the world is so frightened of pain and resistance that they just won't have a go. Like it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. So 
honestly, getting back to concentration, concentration is the ability to think what you want to think. So if you're on autopilot, you're going to go, oh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in that shower. I'm, going to, I'm just going to go get the coffee. But Christine takes control of her mind with obviously concentration and she understands her mind is a tool for her to get what she wants, not just something to be in total habit. Like it's some crazy amount, like 70, we have like 95,000 thoughts a day or something like that. And 90% of them are exactly the same as the ones that we had yesterday. So imagine the results you could get if you could just change 10% of your thinking and it doesn't need to be some big backflip total change. It could be just the only one thing I'm going to do is get up and have cold showers because I heard some crazy pair of people on a podcast say that it helped them. To be honest, that's why I've done it because I've heard a crazy person who's got results that I'd like to have say that they're going to do it. So you've got to choose what you want to think. Concentration is the ability to think what you want to think. Okay. So then you link it to ambition and desire. So you concentrate on your ambition and desire. So write it down, write down your definite chief aim, become obsessed with it, have the guts. Like I'd like to own a a jet one day, a plane, (laughs) you know? So I'm filling my mind with that kind of stuff and it's making me excited and it's giving me the courage to do a business venture that is bigger than I've ever done before, uh, scaring the crap out of me, but it's still giving me courage because I'm like, it's like the cold shower, right? If I don't be careful, I will get literal, <laughs> not literal cold feet, like, but figurative cold feet or whatever it is, and I'll pull out of the deal because I'm comfortable where I'm at. But if I want the big life and focus on the big life that we can have the big impact the things that i can do the checks i can write out to charities the the people that i you know the the connections i can have the kind of experiences we can have like i'm focusing on that then that gives me the courage to do the business to step up and say i think differently to 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 be able to build a shield for the neg ferrets that are going to come the criticisms that are going to come like i've already had them you know, I'm very careful about who I tell what the deal is. And most people are going, you're crazy, but if there's someone that can do it, it'll be you. And that's good. So that's a sign that I've got the right people around, but I'm still, whether, what, it, and I've had very intelligent people say that they don't do the deal. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm still concentrating on the big thing. You know what I mean? So I'm going for it. So write down that definite chief aim have ambition and desire with it put that positive energy towards it if you're if you're feeling like constricted when you're thinking about your definite chief aim then you're probably concentrating on the wrong thing because if you can get that part right that's how you create magic that's how you create things that that's how you be a visionary christine that's how you be a instead of an observer and only dealing with what's in front of you like and that that's boring and stinky and gross and you know, sometimes you got to believe that the treasure's out there and believe that it's going to be worth it when you get it. Cause you want more than a Lego. If people that are seeing me on camera, I've got a Lego jet. I literally have a Lego plane on my bookshelf. That's how crazy I am about this stuff. So organize the vibration of your mind with that of the ether. So you can access the knowledge you need to get what you want. It's all there. Like I'm sure Christine can elaborate more, but like you were telling me when you came for the visit that there was like, we, we're just remembering the knowledge is already part of us. We're just remembering what we already know <laughs> and what we know to be true. So like, but you've got to be on the right vibration. And I know I'm pretty tactical, but I'm on it. Like I keep on skiting that I'm part of what Ed Milet and Andy Priscilla have put together. And these two guys, I've been on three calls with them and they are always talking about the ether, the vibration, the universe, God, how the law of attraction, you got to have that part of your life correct so that you'll have the belief to go out and do the work that you need to do to make the material, the physical stuff happen. So 
Christine, like great time for you to jump in. Like, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. I love talking about this stuff. Um, yeah, I heard uh, David Dangerfield speak on the weekend uh, and just an incredible, incredible person, you know, and um, Joel's kids actually go to his dojo, dojo, is that what it's called? Um, and he said, he, he basically said, we have all the knowledge that we need to know within us. And when we meet someone or where we're, someone flicks a switch in us, it's just reminding us that that knowledge is already there. And what I see, Joel, is people, like I, I know that we're in these meat suits, right? And that's what Linda calls them. That we're walking around in these meat suits. Everybody feels like they're an individual, but we're not. We are so connected. It's all just energy. And, you know, when you have a positive thought, when you're in a good mood, that mood, that positive thought, that energy that you're creating from having that, it vibrates out to the end of the universe, which never ends. It just keeps going and going. And the same if you're having negative, stinking thinking, bad mood, that energy is vibrating out to the end of the, the universe. So what we think, like we really do have to be the gatekeeper of our thoughts and our mood and our energy. And I'm someone that really thrives off high energy. Like I love it. I love, um, you know, when, when there's high energy around me because that's when I feel most alive and inspired. So your environment is so key to this. And your environment, don't, don't just think of your house or your work environment. Your environment is so much more than that. And what you want to do is, and this is one of the steps in here, is creating your own mind an exact, clear, well-rounded picture of the environment in which you believe you could best attain your definite chief aim and then concentrate your mind upon this picture until you transform it into reality. But as we said at the start of the call, like not many people out there know what their definite chief aim is in life. And we've spoken about that on a previous podcast, our podcast um, where we spoke about definite chief aim, we gave you ideas on how to go out there and uncover what that definite chief aim is. And Joel and I, we're in our 40s. Like we're in the prime of our lives. The next decade, 10 to 15 years is when most people should be thriving. It's when you should be hitting, really hitting your straps in regards to your wealth, where your, your success, your career, your relationships. Like, we, like people should be on cloud nine right now. But if you're a listener and you're 40 plus and you're feeling stuck, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling like you're on the tarmac and you're just going round and round and you're, you're just sick of the same thing and the same results. Your family are probably sick of the same thing as well. They're sick of seeing you go round and round. Your, your mates, your, your colleagues, your mentors, they're all sick of the same thing. So it's up to you to change the environment, to change your focus, to redirect it because distraction is everywhere. Netflix and um, video games and um you know, socialize, like, I, and that's important, but like there's so much distraction that takes us away from our definite chief aim. And if we just gave the concentration towards achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve, the results would come so much faster because then you're acting like a magnet and you're going to start attracting more of the things you actually want. But it starts with your mindset. It starts with having that clear vision of what it is you actually want and then you should select your most intimate daily associates, those who are in uh, sympathy with your aims and ideals, especially those that represent your definite chief aim. So surrounding yourself with people with the same mental attitude, people who inspire you, people with the same level of enthusiasm, the same level of self-confidence, determination and ambition. Go and find those people. Have a think right now. Who are the people that are around you every day? Are they lighting you up? Are they serving you? Are they are raising you up? Are they going, yeah, absolutely, you can achieve that? Or are they holding you back? Maybe your environment needs to change with the people that you're hanging around. And then it comes down to the clothes that you wear as well. So the clothes that you wear influence you as well. Therefore, they constitute part of your environment. So soiled or shabby clothes depress you and lower your self-confidence, whereas clean clothes with appropriate style have the opposite effect. They give you the confidence they put you in a better mood. 
um, and you're more likely to be enthusiastically going out there every day with the energy you need to buy vibrationally match those goals that you know Joel spoke about. So even um, your your workplace, your desk, your environment is it an inspiring space? You know, you can turn the most dull um, rooms or desks into the most inspiring. Yeah, yeah put Lego. a plane, put a Lego plane in there. You have Lego and Goku. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Who in is Halo, that? like cartoons, like video games, like uh, all the, all the stuff that I shouldn't care about. But like, yeah, it's funny, and like, oh, I know I've jumped in, but I think I'd love to hear what you think about this because I, I wrote this specifically down from the book and it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, we must not sow the wrong kind of seed. We must, we are sowing seed all the time, but most do it unconsciously. Haphazard sowing brings haphazard crops. What do you reckon? (laughs) Just throwing it back to you. (laughs) No, totally. Like that's it. That's it. And it's, sometimes you you can get stuck in life sometimes you can be broke you can be on your bare ass eating two minute noodles like I was and it's hard right we get it we've been there Joel he had to go and work at the tip for a while like I was living on two minute noodles and mashed potato sandwiches because that's all I could afford so we have absolutely been there and we understand how hard it is to get your mindset to a different place, to focus, to redirect, to pick yourself up, to turn up every day enthusiastically. But that's just an ends to a mean. That's not going to last. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling broke, if you're feeling um, not aligned with yourself, not living in your values, really lost, um, uninspired, then the only person that can change that is you. You have to stop waiting for someone else to come along and save you. You have to stop waiting for the sign. This is the fucking sign. Like we've said it before in other podcasts, we are here to wake you up and shake you up, to challenge your thought process, to re-inspire you, to reignite that spark that lays within all of us and to get you to know that we've been there. And it sucks when you feel like that. We know but you've got to do the work. You've got to get out in nature. You've got to go and ask God, the universe, source, whatever you believe in to like, what, what is it? Like tap into that and ask for the answers and they will come through you when you're ready to receive them. But when you're living a life of scarcity and fear and doubt, it's so hard to hear the messages from the higher, the higher self, the higher whatever you believe in. It's so hard to get those messages to come through us because we're stuck in that stinking thinking. So here's the magic. And he actually says it in here, the magic key to success. Do you want it? I'm not hearing very much enthusiasm. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, I'll cheer for everyone. (laughs) This is it. What is the magic key? Concentration. That's it. Concentration, it doesn't get more complicated or difficult than that. It's directing your focus. It's building those habits. Concentration in the sense in which it it is here used means the ability through fixed habit and practice to keep your mind on one subject until you have thoroughly familiarized yourself with the subject and mastered it. It means the ability to control your attention and focus on a given problem until you have solved it. It means complete self-mastery. How many of us, me included, and you've heard this before, I am very highly variety driven. And then Joel slaps me and says, hey, just focus on one thing. Come on, pull it back in. Um, But we do, we have to focus on one thing until we master it. So many of us are looking for that next shiny object. We're moving on before we've actually accomplished and achieved what it is that we want with the first thing. So pull it back in, guys. The magic key, the key to all success is concentration, knowing what you want, building the habits around it, not being put off by other people's thoughts and opinions and shitty beliefs. So many people are carrying around other people's beliefs. It drives me crazy. Don't you want to have a well-rounded, open mind where you're just constantly being receiving, receiving information? You get to cipher through it. What makes sense for me? What feels right? What's my truth? And if you're a parent out there, like how are we raising our kids? I am constantly saying to my kids, I don't want you to take on my beliefs. I want you to form your own. That's why we talk about all different religions in our household. 
I want them to choose what path, what spiritual path they want to choose. And I know I'm going off topic here, Joel, but I'm just so passionate about this because we need to be more open-minded in this day and age. We do. So I know you're passionate about this too. Fill us in. Absolutely. Like my thing is, and Ed went crazy about this today. It's really put it in my mind. Like Ken, and I've heard it from other people in our other companies. Like, can you, do you believe you can achieve your definite chief aim? Like your big mission within the next 20 years. And I, I believe anything's possible, right? And I love the thought of like having that big goal and then working out how can I get that 20 year goal and make it happen in a year. I think that's great thinking. The other side of the coin is if you think you can get your goal, first of all, on your own and within 20 years, I don't think you're thinking big enough. I don't think you're thinking impact. I don't think you're thinking world level. I think you might be trapped in small thinking and small thinking is where small minds hang out. And if that's what you're thinking, you're going to get small results. So think big, go for that definite chief aim. Like think crazy. What were you thinking when you were seven years old, when you were like a kid where you believed everything was possible before you went, you know, like crazy. And like, the other thing is like Elon Musk, he's working on his goal. He really is great at segregating his day out. He works on his mission from the time he opens his eyes to the time he closes his eyes. Like if you're working a job, it's not your mission or whatever. Like, are you literally focusing on what it is that you want to do and have and be and all that kind of stuff, the impact that you want to create? Are you focusing on it from the time you open your eyes to the time you close it? Because this is tweetable and repeatable, Christine. Your obsessions will eventually become your possessions. Whatever you obsess about, you will eventually be able to hold, you will hold it in your hand. And guess what? The autopilot, the concentration. Most people are concentrating on shitty beliefs, shitty thoughts, the negative in their life. And they're obsessing over that kind of stuff. So guess what they keep getting? Because a picture in a mind And if it's focused on long enough with a strong enough desire, it's only but a short step from the picture being realized and you having it. So what are the pictures in your mind? Like what, like we know right now the pictures are fear, all the crap, all the BS that's out in the, the real world, which is just the literally someone's opinion you know, like what are they all focusing on? They're focusing on anger and fear. And we know that that's destructive. So that comes back to concentration. You've got to literally take ownership and you've got to make sure that you're not sowing crappy seeds, crappy like crops. Make sure that you're looking after the grass in your own field. And not worry about it too much because other, other people's fields look greener, probably not because they're watering it, it's because it's so full of bullshit, which is fertilizing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So concentrate on what it is that you want. And, you know, the first step is finding out what that is. Look after your garden, pull out the weeds and be really careful about, you know, like who you let into your mind. Like if, because it does not take you long to, to derail. I've got experience with myself. I've had cold feet on deals that I should have done because I let, the, I let other people's opinions in. I let my own Chinese whispers in my own head get hold of me. So now I'm, I'm aware of that too. Like I've caught myself on a number of times. You know, I don't know, Christine, have you ever been doing something and it's taking a while to put the deal together and it's a big life decision and you wake up at 2 a.m., and you're just like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And you start thinking about it. Or like you, you convince yourself the 2 a.m. neg ferret in your own mind. Because that was the only time I was weak enough and not paying attention for it to jump in. And I've got to sit, sit up and go, no. 
I'm so excited about the future I'm going to create for my family by doing this. And I back myself so much that I literally can't wait to jump in boots and all and make this happen to make the impact. I can't wait to write these checks out because I've been given the, the gift that I've been given to make these certain things happen. Well, Christine, if you and I don't, if we let fear and anger get in the road and we don't have this and we don't show up, we're literally hurting people because not everyone's been given the gifts and the listeners are the same. Like if, like if someone, if you can do something and you don't because you let fear get in the road, there's karma involved now. <laughs> so that's another word that listeners probably didn't think would come out of Joel's mouth, but it's true. You like intuitively intelligent people know that that's real. What comes around goes around, you know, like you, whatever you give out comes back and then, and then some with interest usually. So what are you putting out and are you letting fear and other people's opinions and, you know, and I just think Christine, like even if I stuff it up, wow, what a, what an experience. <laughs> It'll be another adventure. Like think of it as an adventure. So I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. cool with that. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love this and I love what you you're talking about and what you brought up. And I, I want to get um, a little bit real with the listeners in regards to what, what's happened over the years in regards to my, my relationship with my partner and, you know, setting some of these, these goals and, and doing those deals that you talk about, Joel, that do keep us up at night. Um, so in the beginning of my relationship with my partner, he used to be the risk taker. He used to be the one that um, just jumped into things. And I was the one that held back. I was like, no way, we can't do that. We can't do that. You know, what happens? And I was the worry wart. And what's happened is we've now reversed. <laughs> but it's because um, as I started to create my own wealth, my own me money without having to rely on him, I then learned more about money and my relationship with it. And I'm like, you know what? It is just energy and I can't take it with me. So let's get a little bit risky. Let's create some wealth so that I can have a bigger impact. And, um, and now he's caught, he's kind of the cautious one and the one that is kind of like, oh, I think we need to pull this back in or I don't know if that's the right strategy. But what I, what I do now, and this is, this is a message to all the ladies out there because I come across a lot of women, Joel, who get an allowance basically from their husband. They're, they're fully financially reliant on their husbands and they get an amount that they're allowed to spend each week and that has to cover groceries and, and clothing and, and sport for the kids and school fees and things like that. There's not a lot left at the end for the wife. Um, and I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to have my own money that I could invest in things that I want to invest in and do the deals and, and be a little bit risky because sometimes we have to take a chance. And the biggest thing you have to take a chance on is yourself. And if you don't know, or if you're not knowledgeable in something, then, then learn it. And so I wasn't knowledgeable in money. And I kept telling myself I was terrible with money. I'm terrible with numbers. And then I went and learned and, and immersed myself in an area that I'm like, well, if it's the one thing that I want, and I want to create the wealth, then I'd better start learning more about it and how it works. And it's like anything. And then you create the habit around that. You know, you don't have to earn a lot of money to create wealth. It's just the habits of putting it aside. It's the habit of putting some aside, putting some in another account that's going to be your growth account, but that all creates habit. And those, habit is, those habits is what leads to wealth. It's not the, the amount of money you're earning. It's habitually putting it away and not spending beyond your means like most of us do. And we hoard, we hoard and we buy stuff that's so unnecessary, that's contributing to wastage. And that's a whole nother topic. And don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about people for a second, Joel. Because there's undoubtedly, like you would have noticed that there's people are, that you're influenced by that um, just by their presence, their optimism, their enthusiasm, they seem to stimulate something in you. They seem to stim, stim, stimulate something in your own mind, like, and take you to a level of greater action. 
you know, who are those people in your life right now that you feel like, hopefully you're saying Joel and Christine boss talks, <laughs> but you know, just by their presence and the way that they show up and their energy and the things that they strive for and their ambition, it lifts something in you. It makes you play at a higher standard, but guess what else is on the flip side of that? It's the people that depress you. It's the energy that they bring. It's their um, negative mind. It's their, um, their inaction and it lowers your vitality. It lowers your vibration and it causes you to dissipate and you become useless and disorganized. And then your, or your thoughts are disorganized and it's got the opposite effect. So who are you hanging around? Like that's who are you listening to? You might be saying, oh, but I don't have anyone inspiring in my circle of friends or in my family. Then listen to people, read books, start there. And through reading and hanging out, podcast is a great example. Just by being inspired by something that someone says on a podcast is enough for you to raise that next level of vibration. And then when you do that, by flooding your mind and fueling your mind with different thoughts and um, more creativity and and you know, having that spirit of harmony, I guess, you are then going to help the people around you to lift theirs. They're going to notice a shift in you and that's going to be inspiring. And then you get to create the ripple effects um, for the people that you hang around. And then hopefully we have this beautiful impact where everybody is constantly raising their own standards. They're changing their lives. They're having more positive thoughts just because we chose to show up differently in the world. Now, Joel and I, we could totally sit back, be depressed, you know, have negative thoughts and um, stay at home and not interact with people. But we know that there's a greatness in us. We know that we, we need, we're on this planet for such a short time. We need to re, um, re-educate. We need to re-inspire people. We need to, like our legacy, we're here to leave a legacy. And that's what gets us, us, gets us out of bed every day is the legacy and the, the change that we can instill in other people, that we can inspire in other people. So concentration is all about self-mastery. It's all about um, controlling your attention, but you need to know where you want to put that. So memorizing your definite chief aim. I've got mine on my wall. It's four pages long. Oh my gosh. And I read that. It takes me around seven to eight minutes to read that in the morning. And then I've got a beautiful um, self-confident poem that I read after that. And then I go into meditation. This is not every day. I'm not um, habitual with this, but most days, this is what I'm trying to do is read my definite chief aim and then go into that meditative state and attach all my senses to it. And I love standing there in my power stance, building out my definite chief aim, sending that vibration out to the universe before I sit down calmly and tap in, align with myself, you know, align with that higher self, that higher power. Um, so yeah, I, I need to get to the point where I can memorize it. Um, I can memorize the, the main points, but the whole four pages, not quite there yet. <laughs> but Joel, like, I know that you're, you're big on this as well. Like really having that definite chief aim, knowing what we want and then concentrating and focusing on that. It really is the key to, you know, to getting the results, isn't it? Well, if you if it's not getting you closer to your goals, it's getting you further away. We do have a finite amount of time on the planet to spend. And we've got a finite amount of seconds, finite amount of energy. You know what I mean? Like realistically in the meat suit, that's what we got. And you were in the meat suit so we can make decisions (laughs) because without the meat suit, we're a soul and we're part of the, ether and whatever you believe and we know what's right then because it's a knowing but in in our meat suit we're here to make decisions and honestly i like if you want to be successful in life you have to master no 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 i'm not doing that no not doing that you and i'll give you freedom guys if you've listened this is the gold of the gold You do not owe anyone an explanation why you said no. Where is there a law of the universe that says that? Gravity is a law. Giving someone an explanation for why you're choosing to do what's best for you 
that's not a law. <laughs> that's a rule that you probably got from being taught to be polite. And I'm not saying be uh, an asshole, but I don't feel like I, like I'm, I, I don't feel like I owe anyone an, an explanation for not wanting to do something. So guys, focus on what gets you excited. That part that makes you giddy, like when you're a little kid, you're going to get your toy or you're excited because you're going to the fun park or you're dreaming of being, I don't know, being an astronaut or whatever, or this, this day and age being a game streamer or a YouTube star or whatever the hell they, they think now, like what excites you? What vision do you have? And you've got to put that in. So it's super like, so it's brilliant. It's bright. It's a big picture in your head. Otherwise you just, yeah, you, you're going to, you're going to fall into depression. You're going to fall into all that sort of stuff. So yeah. And just concentrate on what you want. Your obsessions will become your possessions stop doing shit that's not getting you closer. Now, I know everyone says like rags on jobs, but that job's putting food on your table and paying the bills, then be the best you can be. Find a way to be inspiring at that job because it's just a season. Work on your plan to get your exit strategy. Don't just sit there and let 40 years go by or 50 years unless you want to unless it's like your dream job, like that's, that's a totally different thing. But like, like, like with intelligence, understand that when you're, when, when you're 20 years down the track, are you going to be happy that you binge watched Game of Thrones or whatever the latest Netflix thing is? Or are you going to be happy that you spent that time working on your dream? So you want, to, you want to be a winner, master the art of saying no, and you'll get a lot closer because well, everyone else is out celebrating and partying and you're working on your dream and tell me, tell me that won't leave you with more fulfillment. So I don't know, I hear a lot of people, Christine, chasing happiness. Why don't you chase fulfillment? Because I don't think we can be happy every day. Well, we probably can, but like, I'm not sure about that, but I know that I can feel fulfilled and if I'm not feeling fulfilled, then I, it's just so simple to me. I don't know. Is it simple to you? If I'm not feeling fulfilled, I'm clearly doing something wrong. And I just need to change. It's just a signpost that something needs to change. It's just like a big billboard just blah, telling me big alarms going off saying, hey, change something. And I don't know. It doesn't, it hasn't always been like turning on a dime for me. I've definitely felt like unfulfilled in usually straight after I've got a big goal, Christine, I get there and I'm like, Oh, Oh, kind of now what? So uh, I was filling out a form. This is a side note recently. And it's for, for finance for the deal that I'm doing. And they asked, uh, do you, <laughs> when do you plan to retire? And I wrote on it like I'm not going to. <laughs> so I don't know if that was the right thing to write on an official document, but I did. I don't in, like, I don't intend to retire. Like, and they're like, what's your plan? I'm like, run the business. Like that's what I'm doing and make the impact. So I guess this is childish and cartoonish, but I think what if in 20 years time, I was smart enough to create a time machine and I came back to, and I, like, you know, the, the Terminator thing happens and I show up. Obviously, I put some clothes on. <laughs> and then I like come up. Am I going to give myself a big hug or am I going to punch myself in the face? What's your future self saying? Is he cheering you going, oh, my God, thank you for doing the work. Thank you for believing in yourself. Thank you. Or they're going to go, dude, you screwed our life up. We had so much potential, but look what you've gone and done. You gave in to fear you didn't focus on the right things and you just stuffed it up. And it, the ripple effect is now your kids are losers. Now the people around you are losers. Like, you know, you didn't, you, you weren't able to write the check out to retire your mum. You weren't able to take care of your family's mortgage. You weren't able to give your kids the start that they deserved. And now they haven't gone on to the amazing things they were destined for because you gave up and concentrated on the wrong things. So there's my, Fluffy sledgehammer, Christine. What do you reckon? 
I love that we're finishing on this note of fulfillment. And I know it's a fluffy word and people are like, yeah, but what is fulfillment? Because they've never felt it. Um, fulfillment is when you can sit there with a smile on your face and go, you know what? Shit, life is good. Life is so good. And you, if you look at the wheel of life, and for those that don't know what the wheel of life is, we have different areas, different categories in our life. And it might be family, fitness, health, career, um, vocation, which is like your passions, um, finances, um, you know, so it, it, it's kind of like this wheel and there's all these different categories. And fulfillment for me is not when they're all in balance, but when you feel like, wow, I'm progressing. I'm getting better every day in each of these areas. I'm feeling really good about myself. I love myself. That's fulfillment for me. And I feel like the shortcut to fulfillment is when it's, we're not making our life about us. Because as I said at the start, we're not all separate. We're all on this journey together. We're all vibrationally aligned and the shortcut to fulfillment is when you're making a difference in the lives or the life of somebody else. That's where I see people feeling really fulfilled because now they feel like, wow, I'm doing something purposeful. I'm doing something important. And when you're doing something important for somebody else, your problems, your doubt, your fear, it just kind of dissipates. Is that the word I'm looking for? It, it goes away. So if you're not feeling fulfilled, go out there. Where can you serve somebody? Where can you show up and help somebody? Maybe it's a volunteer um, position. Where can you volunteer in your town, your community? Where can you go and do a random act of kindness that is totally left field and unexpected? You know, where can you show up for someone with, without attaching to the outcome or wanting something in return? That's fulfillment for me. And it's, you know, you guys really have to practice more self-love as well. Like, are you loving yourself wholeheartedly, you know, for, for the good, the bad, the ugly, the messy, the chaotic, everything like love yourself for who you are and for who you're going to be and the journey that you're on. And yeah, comparison. We spoke a little bit about that earlier. Please don't compare to yourself, to your past self. It is what it is. You are where you are and um, just put your blinkers on and just stay focused on what it is that you want in life. And um, yeah, I, I, we, we really do, don't we, Joel? We really wish that our listeners, you, do, you can sit there and say, gee, life is good. You know, I am feeling fulfilled. I'm feeling loved. I am love. And you can go out there and, you know, honestly, what was my motto this morning? Lead with love. That's what I wrote down this morning. That was my intention. I'm going to lead with love today. And that's our wish for everybody. So am I closing it out here, Joel? I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to another awesome uh, Boss Talks podcast. We look forward to sharing. I think we're up to chapter 12 next week. Um, yeah. And that chapter, just so you guys can start getting excited now, is all about cooperation, which is another uh, lesson, another law of success. So thanks again, and we will see you on the next podcast. Damn. Uh. Yeah.